Hello, and welcome to the Keen on Things podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Keen, you guys. Thanks for joining me, as always. I'm sure some people would like it to be the Keen Off Things podcast. You know what I'm saying? The Keen Off Things podcast. Uh, people love to have me not on the air at all. That's what that means. On the air? Am I really on the air? And do I really say things that a group has developed who hates me? I don't think, like, don't flatter yourself as if, right? As if I've even had that much reach or that much of an influence. Um, happy Thanksgiving. It's happening this week. This is coming out on Tuesday. Sorry. Uh, I'm trying to do these on Monday, but I think it's it's going to be Tuesdays from now on. I'm heading to Arizona for Thanksgiving holiday. I'm going to see my mother and a few others. I'm not going to incriminate. Uh, my sister and her family drove down from Wyoming. You know where President Cheney was from? Yeah, that's what I like to say. Because he, he was the guy in charge for eight years, just so you know. I think both sides can laugh at that. Um, President Cheney was from. So I'm going to Arizona. They came to Arizona. I think they got a hotel or something in Sedona and near my mom and brother. But uh, I'm going to go there. Is there a stigma? I don't know if there's a social stigma against driving. There seems to be one against flying. Everyone's like, don't fly. Uh, people are just going to go home. I, I don't know. There's this weird battle going on in this country. Maybe it's every country. I don't know. People Half the people are locking down. And the other half are uh, not. Actually, it's probably thirds. It's probably like I'm in the middle third of like I wear the mask. I still do things like I go to uh, the grocery store and stuff like that. And I'll go eat at a socially distanced restaurant on a patio. Um, some people are against that. And then there's others just not wearing the mask and in total denial and saying that the carbon monoxide from inside the mask is making them sicker than any disease could. Uh, I don't know the exact breakdown. I don't know if it's thirds. Anyway, um, I'm going to Arizona. I'm driving there tomorrow. And... Uh, going to see all the siblings and the nieces and nephews i'm proud of arizona they went blue i can't believe it went blue people are saying enough people have moved there from out of state and that that may happen in texas i don't see texas going that way anytime soon i think that would be a long way off you'd need a lot of californians or new yorkers or whomever moving to texas to make it blue it's going to be red for a while uh, and I think Arizona, I don't know if it's a result of so many Californians moving there or whomever moving there, whether it's Minnesotans, Minnesotans or Wisconsinians, since is, uh, because those are Wisconsin's right on the border too. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think maybe agent orange talking trash about McCain and his widow, and daughter endorsing Biden, I think that has a lot to do with it. Boy, hot takes, huh? Um, all right, we're three minutes in. That's about all I got for this week. Uh, just a crazy... How can every week be crazy and every week not have anything? Um, I know Thanksgiving is the coming together of the pilgrims and the natives that started in the 1600s after Jamestown. I don't know, was it the third winter? It wasn't the first winter, right? It was like the third winter, and then when was it really made a thing? I should Google that. Um, and it eventually led to slaughter of Native Americans and genocide. But I do like Thanksgiving. I do like families coming together to eat. I think 
It's something most countries have something similar to. I know Chuseok in Korea. Um, and I'll get back and I'll probably close this episode talking about Korea. Um, Chuseok is what they call it in Korea. Other things in other countries. But I'm sure people have that, right? Let me Google that really right quick about uh, the first Thanksgiving. And there was some... There was something about um, Charlie Brown not happening. They weren't going to show it. The first Thanksgiving. When was the first Thanksgiving? Internet. Looks like 1621. The most prominent historic Thanksgiving event in American popular culture is the 1621 celebration at the Plymouth Plantation, where the settlers held a harvest after a successful growing season. So it was like a harvest. Okay, that's what I figured. Um, 1621. Plymouth, Jamestown, all that stuff, right? 1610, remember, we talked about this a few episodes ago. The Spanish Armada was defeated in 1588. You know, and 22 years later, um, the English hit the shores of Virginia, and monasteries, monks move up, go up toward New York and Boston and stuff like that. Um, and... English becomes the language that will spread on the North American continent as opposed to Spanish. Had the Spanish won 1588 Battle of Armada and controlled the seas, uh, then Spanish would have been spoken probably from South America all the way up and through Canada. Fascinating. Just fascinating. This could be my worst episode. Okay. Um, little turkeys. People are saying with the pandemic, don't get a whole turkey. And they're trying to do little turkeys. It's like, wh- wh- how, how are you going to control that? All of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, we need to go catch. These turkeys are all too big. We need to go catch and kill a bunch of little ones. Well, all of a sudden, there's just going to be that? Do you have to kill them younger? Is there time? Little turkeys. I love how everything has to become a campaign in this country. Everything has to become a trend. We're supposed to be so independent of thought and tradition and all this. Look, family gatherings aren't supposed to be as large, even though most will be. So the new thing is buying little turkeys. Oh, we better capitalize on that. Just buy the regular-sized turkey and have leftovers for two more days than you would have. Okay, what are we doing? Boy, the big issues. I tackle the big issues. Big, big thing for me this month, something I'm thankful for, living in Los Angeles. I don't know how that's going to be. I found a mechanic. in LA who I trust I had a guy for years off Melrose and Highland at Union 76 the station there that location didn't stand a chance with that corner are you kidding a Union 76 didn't stand a chance as LA started to go vertical I'm sure it's high rise apartments now they wiped that down they wiped it down like about a week after I recommended to Henry Phillips he's like I'm gonna go and he goes and it's great and uh it's hilarious. He goes and it's great. He's like, yeah, it's great, but they're going to shut down. And I'm like, what? And I feel like had he not gone, it wouldn't have happened. He's like, yeah, I talked to the guy and he's like, they're not going to be around much longer. And I was like, dude, why'd you go? Like, don't ruin this. I wonder if I always secretly blamed him. Like he brought gloom onto that gas station. Anyway, so there's a father-son team in the Valley. It's called Whitney Auto Service. It's off Delano, Deliano? Delano. Francis Delano Roosevelt. Delano Roosevelt. Yeah. 
It's off Delano and Van Nuys Boulevard. My friend's daughter, my friend Dave, his daughter's name is Whitney. It's just a great company. I like the comic. I, I like the comic. I like the guy, the mechanic, and I like Dave, my friend who has the daughter. Um, I trust my mechanic. I trust him from the beginning, him and his son. I trust them both. I think they've been there for a while, and the neighborhood just kind of grew around them. Because it looks like there were a few auto places there and nothing else in this barren area. Now there's like coffee shops. And it's like, oh, the new with the old. But you know what? It's the valley. Nothing makes sense. The whole damn thing is incongruous. Incongruous? Incongruent. Non-congruous. Non-congruent? Having a mechanic in LA is huge. It's unbelievable. All the driving we do. You know, I don't want to have to take my car back to the dealer. Okay? If I'm not rich and the car is not new then I don't want to go to the dealer. I want to find, you know, if it's new and I'm rich, I'm happy to take the car back and have a relationship with those people. And, oh, it's insured. It's in the warranty, all this. If not, I, I, I need to find a little gritty, independent shop owner. And that's what I found. That's what I found with Whitney Auto Service. Possible ad space there, ad sales. Um, even though I don't know how much longer I can take LA, man. I don't know how much longer I can take this. It's, it's just morale's low. You know, 99% of people kind of struggle here anyway, the performers, artists, you know, whatever kind of art you do, um, music, you know, acting, director, you, you, you make pieces, you're a filmmaker, you're a writer, you're a comedian. Most people uh, struggle. I mean, even the rich, successful ones probably struggle, you know, in their head or whatever, career-wise, but... Uh, so you get the 1%, and, but even that is now. And that it just becomes amplified with this pandemic and the shutdown and misery and depression. I can't believe there aren't more people jumping off bridges, man. I can't believe there aren't more people checking out. And I'll touch on that as, as we end this episode. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how much longer I can take it because it's just you feel it in everybody. And sometimes you want to see people sometimes you don't because i'm like ah, i'm just dealing with my own stuff I, I really can't take on anybody else's complaining if you're just going to complain uh but where do you run to right you just have to make things better where you stand easier said than done third way through the episode guys we're almost done um anyway great mechanic whitney auto service go to them i'm sure you will all my listeners in the valley area of los angeles uh i've been doing tiktok a lot and getting some traction, which is weird. It would be the last thing you'd think a 48-year-old guy would get into. But my friend Maria has helped me dial it in there. And um, the most random posts generate the biggest feedback. Like what I do is I post a, a TikTok video with my tweet in the background as the backdrop. I'll tweet something so you see the words, you see the joke, you see the tweet behind my head. And then I'll say the tweet with my face and mouth in front of the tweet, kind of like I did with Twit this week in Twitter. This week in tweets is what I just call it with my coat. And uh, I don't know. It just brings my style to life a little bit. My monologue, one-liner, snorefest, borefest voice. Um, it brings it to life, and young people see that. And it's it's for young people. They don't see that a lot. They didn't, you know, they don't really know. The Mitch Hedberg, I mean, Mitch Hedberg style or the, you know, whatever, maybe Rodney style. It's, or uh, Stephen Wright or whomever, you know, those guys, I mean, Mitch has been gone for more than a decade and a half. So for young people, maybe it is something, I don't know, teenagers and whatnot, who knows? 
and people of all ages are on TikTok, but um, I posted this one last week, and it got over, it's like over 250,000 views. And I guess likes and followers matter more, but the views help too. But I posted this. I said, I witnessed a kidnapping this morning, but I'm going to wait 24 hours to report it. Because, you know, you're supposed to wait until someone's missing for 24 hours. But if you actually witness the kidnapping, go ahead and report it. But that's the joke. And I don't know if people are viewing it out of spite. Like, who's just, does this guy not know that human trafficking is serious? Or, or I don't know why people are watching. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know if they're, why they're watching that particular clip. But it got like over a quarter million. Uh, TikTok is like Vine was, which makes me wonder why Vine died. It died on the vine. And then TikTok thrives. I don't know, more features, more young people. Like, was Vine ahead of its time? How did I miss so much? I mean, I'm in the middle of this business. I, you know, I, I do the comedy. I get up in front of groups of people. I talk. I know other comics of all ages. I'm in LA. But man, you get old and outdate yourself so fast, no matter what realm of this life you're in. I didn't have kids. I thought it would keep me from being relevant when having children is what would have kept me in the game a little bit. That's what would have kept me going. You know what I mean? Um, I had a great history professor in college. Was it, it wasn't Weedman. He was government. A political science teacher. He taught, he taught political science. Why am I blanking on his name? He didn't have a TV. So when he brought one into class at his home, so when he brought one into class to try to show us something, he didn't know how like the VCR worked. It's pretty funny. Um, he rode his bike to campus in Montana, in Montana, winter. He's riding his bike. He didn't know how to work a VCR, and I remember like, and I was like thinking, oh man, will that be me someday? Yes, yes. I've got a new modem to install. Spectrum sent it to me. They insist that I do it. I'm scared of them. Uh, I don't want to. I don't know if I'm gonna. But I'm gonna have some problems. That's me now. Several of my fellow comics, too. You know, you just, you can't keep up with the times. So TikTok, anyway, I've got the account. So many comics get out of this racket. I'm so happy for them. They, they took the step, you know. Um, my friend moved to Spain. She was on Mad TV. She moved to Spain and worked at a coffee shop. I don't know where she is now, but uh, she got out. Um, okay, where are we? We're halfway through. Okay. I want to talk for a second about the Facebook trolls, um, these coward pussies, these trolls on Facebook and other social media platforms who just comment when it's a political post. I Mostly Facebook for me. I, I post hundreds of jokes, right? Hundreds of jokes and get some likes and loves and favorites and all that retweets and stuff or reposts shares. Um, and there's, there's, there's no hint of politics in 99.9% .9 of my posts. I post hundreds of jokes. No, no hint of politics. 1% of the time, less than 1%. They have a, they have a, they have a, uh, a political hint to them a hint of politics and they're funny i'm not just posting something blindly blindly blandly blandly i'm not just posting something to post there's going to be a twist right there's going to be some comedy 
And there they are, right? Some pure, coward, small-minded, pathetic mind saying, like, stick to comedy. Stick to comedy. And it's like, where were you on all these other jokes? Why don't you stick to being a human being? Like, are you just trolling? People I grew up with, people whomever that I've met over the years. Let me Okay, stick to comedy? Let me tell you what comedians do. Working comics, working comedians. Comics travel to all markets, big cities, towns right outside big cities, suburbs, small towns, shitholes. We travel on planes, trains, buses, cars, cruise ships. We see every type of demographic. We see every race. We have to find material that's going to get as many people laughing as possible. We have to perform in strip clubs. We have to perform in strip malls. We have to perform in big cities, small towns, in barns, outside, people's backyards, homes, corporates, colleges. We have to deal with people of all ages and demographics, all socioeconomic backgrounds, every single one. There isn't one you're gonna, that you haven't seen. <coughs> we have to perform for celebrities, rich people, rich Democrats, rich Republicans, you know, farmers, traveling, seeing different parts of the country. And different parts of those parts. Oh, that's the liberal part of this small town. That's the conservative part of this small town. That's the conservative part of this big city. That's the liberal part of this big city. Okay? The comics aren't just entertainers. Okay? They're writers. They're performers. They're travelers. Right? They're not actors. The concept of entertainers not discussing comedy... Why comedians are different. Like, that's exactly who you want talking about politics. Those people that I just described. Going to all these places. Talking to all these types of people. And then listening to all these types of people after shows. Meeting with them. Selling merch. Hey, you went this far. I don't know if you can do that in this town. <coughs> or, hey, man, I don't agree with you, but great stuff, you know. Um, so... Comedians are exactly, exactly who should be talking it. You know, a lawyer, a lawyer that grew up in the Northeast, that went to prep school, that went to a great college, and then graduate school or obviously law school, now has a practice five miles from where he grew up, only lived ever in one socioeconomic salary bracket. That's who we're supposed to listen to? You privileged fuckhead? I was privileged, white, male, heterosexual, Orange County private schools. I lost it, but it took me years of a lot of work, hard work, but working unwisely to get like this. I shouldn't have to be on Greyhounds, but I was. So those are the people you listen to about politics, comedians. Rich, famous actors, maybe not so much. Comedians is who you want, though. All right. Um, what am I talking about? Oh, okay. Now watching comedy. I don't know what I'm watching comedically. Not watching content to explore strategy. If something's not funny, it's not funny, right? I'm tired of like when people are like, oh no, you got to give it a second chance to watch this person's comedy special. I'm tired of needing and whole, comedy in general and these angles and social media and oh no, you need the right tags to this clip. Just do a good clip. Do a good stand-up clip. I'm tired of needing to learn tricks or branding. There's so much emptiness in this whole comedy thing. I'm not forcing myself to watch Netflix comedy specials anymore. I've just, you know, 
if I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm not into that person or their act, forget about it. It's just, oh, it's just what it is, right? There are some I try to watch over and over, and it takes me three times to start it. I, whatever, I'm done, man. Be funny, be insightful, but don't be neither, okay? Don't give me a TED Talk. It's a different thing. I want funny. These people are like, oh, but they have this following and that, and then they live here in this part. And it's just like, oh, God, these tricks, man. All right. Um, we got 10 minutes left here. I got the footage back from the promo video we did at the David Wells Foundation in San Diego, and it looks great. Henry Phillips did an amazing job once again, as he does in all things, shooting, editing, and he just made it flow. Just great job. He doesn't even follow sports. He doesn't even care. He plays good tennis. I played tennis with him. He's really good. But he never, you know, he played the guitar. He's great. And uh, still, it just shows you funny is funny there. Okay. Uh, at the point of the year, second blanket. I threw the second blanket on now. I was just doing going comforter, but now I got a blanket over the comforter. And I'm, I'm wearing socks to bed. That usually happens mid-November. I sleep naked, but then wear the socks to bed, um, which is funny. It's a funny look. But I just, I can't have cold feet, man. I can't. I, in the middle of the night, they come off. But if I have cold feet going to bed, I get anxious. And I'm like, oh, man, where's this going? I'm only going to get cold all over the body. Um, watching golf. Augusta. Oh, the Augusta thing in Georgia was going on. The golf. The Masters or whatever. It's the one time I can relate to non-sports fans is watching that hunk of shit. <coughs> it's just so boring to me. I, I can't like any sport that's only being watched by white male rich dudes. And then play like playing is boring enough, but I know it, it's like oh no, it's a battle of the mind, and you improve your score and concentration. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll meditate. I just I don't want to be on a golf course with three other dudes all day. Um, I don't know. More women are playing. It's getting more diversified racially too. I, I don't know. I just I, watching golf though. One thing to play it, I guess, but watching it. It's the one time I can relate to non-sports fans. Um, God, is this the latest I've put one of these episodes out and the worst? Uh, it is funny how um, a week after we have a winner declared, Trump just last night, I think his team said, okay, let's start the transition process. Um, and now people are talking about the uh, antidote. Is that what it's called? I'm so out of touch. Is it called the antidote? Was it just being withheld? until Biden got in there. So now people are like, oh, no, look, now we're going to have, there's a time frame on this now. So shady. Was that, was it just being, what, this is so gross. Welcome to the machine. Um, okay, 23 minutes. All right, uh, watching Snowden. I watched Snowden on Netflix. It's fantastic. Gordon Joseph Levitt, is that his name? I always liked him, man. He was in that movie, uh, about the dreaming with Leonardo, which is fantastic. He was in uh, one of the Batman movies. He plays uh, Robin. Bat Boy? I think I called him Bat Boy earlier this week. Jesus. Um, fantastic. And I loved him. And uh, he played the Frenchman who did the tightrope between the twa the, twowers, <laughs> the Twin Towers. It was amazing. Uh, Snowden. Just a great actor. And just him, he's a whistleblower and he should be a hero and he's somewhere in Russia. And just him to be able to get out underneath the CIA and the National Security Council, uh, they were all searching for him. And he was able to make it out and blow the whistle on people that were uh, spying on Americans, monitoring our behavior online, watching us on our cameras, checking our emails, all that stuff. 
Uh, I like the name Snowden, Tim Snowden. I grew up with Tim and Brian. They grew up down the street from me. I've known him since the first grade. Uh, football player, great athlete. Well, great athlete, but even greater mind about sports and a great person to compete with. Just a tough little badass. He played quarterback. Paul Duncan also. I grew up with these two guys, Tim Snowden, Paul Duncan, Dave Duncan too, the twin. I've known them all since first grade. They were probably the toughest minded people I've ever played with. Weren't the biggest and they were white, but they did not give a shit, man. They Any town, any little community, we went into play. And they were saying things to the other team, picking fights. And I'm like, dude, are you crazy? Just tough little badasses from Mission Viejo, California. I've known them all my life. Um, but very impressive. Very impressive people. Tim Snowden, Paul Duncan, shout out. David Duncan, tough guys to be on the field with. Those are the guys you want to be on the field with. You, know, you like the big guys too, but that state of mind is, is what makes you think, oh, we're winning this game. We've got them. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, uh, we lost a friend this past weekend. My friend's wife passed on uh, Friday or Saturday night. Friday night, I think. Maybe Saturday. And I went over there Sunday night. I'll talk about it more next week since I don't know the details and I don't know what info is out there and what isn't. Um, and I'm sure he will discuss it in some format um, online or issue a statement or whatever. It was a shock. Uh, yeah, so I was over there Sunday night. Huge gloom in the air, naturally. And in my body and all around and just being there, trying to absorb it, trying to be there for somebody to just have some familiarity in the room uh i gotta say not all of it's terrible a lot of reflection on who this person is and was and their struggle um it's such a shock that there's no way to process it all at once how can you how can your brain just go oh, okay boom i mean it's a shock when somebody's sick and dying for years and it's a shock to adjust to but when um you know it's sudden and a shock then, uh, yeah, it's going to take even longer. And, you know, just sitting there with someone's family, you feel like an idiot, but it does help, I think. You just want to be there, some familiarity, just to, like, be a human, send off some energy, uh, again, absorb. There's that saying, I think it's in Korean. I know it's in Korean. I'm sure it's in all languages where love shared is doubled, pain shared is half. And that's what it's all about. And um, And you want to help your friend who's just gone through this you know, you, you, you think, you, you know, you want to send them love and support, but also like logistics, try to be helpful in that capacity. All right. Who needs to know about what happened? Has everyone been reached, been reached? What needs to be done? Food, home care, transportation, access for the kids to have toward counsel and love and support. Make sure they're being looked after because uh, they're going to have some tough, tough, tough memories of all this. And you just... Don't want to say or do the wrong thing, but you want to be there and be willing to make mistakes and say the wrong thing, you know, because it's all been done out of love and none of it's vindictive, just ignorance. Uh, it's such a world I know nothing about, but uh, again, I'll talk about it more next week when we know more and uh, rest in peace to this friend that has moved on to the next realm. And uh, with that, we've come to the end of the episode where we can do uh, a light little send off where I talk about my tweets of the week. This is Patrick Keene's tweets of the week. On Monday, I tweeted, as I said the joke before, witness the kidnapping this morning. Going to wait 24 hours to report it. Great job. 
We already went over that one. On Tuesday, I tweeted, uh, New Jersey Generals just won the 2024 Super Bowl. Uh, that's funny because Trump used to own them. They were a team in the USFL that he owned, and I'd really be interested to see if he goes back to that. Uh, on Wednesday, I tweeted, um, I had a joke just like this once. Just out of nowhere. I had a joke just like this once. Like, oh, I wonder what the joke was. Because I'm not saying it about anything or comparing it to anything. So, On Thursday, I tweeted, um, if it looks like I'm using a teleprompter right now, it's because I'm reading. Get it? It's because I'm reading. If it looks like I'm using a teleprompter right now, so that's I don't know if that's I don't know if any of these are jokes. God, I sound like I don't know. I I think I should be in like deep in-house therapy after this podcast. On Friday, I tweeted, uh, some of these kickers missing PATs need to go to conversion therapy. Get it? Conversion? They need to convert the kicker, not like gay camp that parents send their gay children to try to get fixed. Because you must be broken. Um, so conversion camp, conversion therapy. If you're a kicker, missing PT. Good joke. Good joke. That got a lot of love. Okay. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for your time. Have a good Thanksgiving. Um, Keen on Things is the podcast. You can subscribe. Do whatever you want. Uh, hopefully you're getting through this. Uh, it's been a dark, weird week as the weather, even in Southern California, gets cool and cold. And you put on that second blanket and the pair of socks. Um, I'm at Keen of Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, Netflix, TikTok. I think it's Patrick Keen 8 on TikTok. I don't even know. Uh, anyway, have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. And uh, talk to people, man. Share, right? Share. All right, I love you.